T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, stay with a fan for this special program. The baseball game is over. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? With the franchise, Tim Allen. I like Tim's perspective. What's the fan got today? On 1250 AM, the fan. It is a final at American Family Field, and the results are not good. A Brewers disheartening heartbreak, 3-2 loss. Wow. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by uh, a Brewers loss. Again, six of their last seven games they have lost, and this surprises me a little bit. Uh, Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. We are here to talk to you about the uh, Brewers situation here and and about this offense that can muster up another two runs off a lefty starter. Uh, We can start right there. We are live here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And 414-799-1250, what can you say about this game? First of all, let's start with Josh Hader. And that is going to happen. I understand that we all knew that this was going to happen. Wouldn't you know it, though? It dials right into the major league record of 40 scoreless appearances, and then it stops abruptly, a couple of solo home runs in that ninth inning. And, you know, the Phillies came in rolling a little bit on the warm side, guys. This is not a bad baseball team. Despite firing their manager, their expectations were very, very high, and that's why they let their manager go. But this is a team that came up with some clutch hits late uh, in the past week or so. And they get back rolling. This no different. Man, they're looking for high, fast stuff early. Alec Baum gets Josh Hader. And then down uh, at the lower part of the zone, Veerling hits one out. Who? Uh, yeah, with Schwarber and Castellanos and Harper and Hoskins and Riamute. Veerling hits one out. Okay, got you there. And a blown save in a Brewers loss, 414-799-1250. They do load the bases in the ninth inning here. And I would say the only problem with that is Hunter Renfro swinging 2-0 when clearly Corey Knable was wild as the hills. 
And Jace Peterson, wow. What was I telling you, Tim, during during the melee there in the ninth inning? I said, you know what? One of the only guys I trust right is now Jace Peterson. is Jace Peterson. What and an at-bat he, he had. Fought and battled, and he dialed him in. One simple mistake from Knavel, and that game, that game was going to be in the win column for the Brewers, but not the case here as uh, the Brewers fall 3-2. This, this is kind of a crusher. It's a crusher for more than just the loss, the one loss. It comes on the heels of losing five of six. And now you, you expand that to six of seven. I did not think that the Brewers would lose six of seven games all season long. I didn't. That, that part of it is a little uh, tough pill for me to swallow because of the quality pitching that they've, they've got. And Jason Alexander, we can start there as well. Five innings of one-run ball. You had it set up the way you wanted. Hobie Milner was the key frame here in the sixth inning. And he got through his. Then it was Box Williams Hader, and let's go. Let's go. Slam the door. It's done. It's just one of those things that's going to happen. We're going to talk to uh, Pat Murphy a little bit later on during the show. So I got a bunch of questions for Pat. I mean, there's really, outside of the offense putting up a pair of runs here, what do you got to say about this team? That's enough. You know, Yelich two for four. You want to get back on that that train? Two for four, both the runs scored. Got involved today. That was a good thing. But just, I mean, is there anybody you trust late in games here? Late in, not just the ninth inning, but seventh, eighth, and ninth. He had some opportunities here to, you know, whether it be the sixth, seventh, or eighth innings, get some insurance here because you knew at some point, Josh, this was going to happen to Josh. I'm not going to scream bloody murder here over Josh Hader's blown save. That's not that's not where I'm at here. You know, they're still looking for uh, Council's 563rd win to tie Phil Garner for most wins in franchise history. I'm not. I, what we can discuss is maybe plate approach on Hunter Renfro. That I can, I guess, I can gripe about. Team at bat. Where did they go? Two zero. Corey Canable Wild. You got to take a strike, Hunter. Come on, buddy. You got to take that strike right there. You saw uh, Caratini do the right thing. Team at bat gets down, gets up three zero. Throws a strike. You're not swinging there. The the, the chances of Corey Canable throwing three straight strikes at that point were nil. So you had to take, and he did. Team at bat. Jay started fighting and battling, and you would trust Jace Peterson just about in any situation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A, a tough one. Brewers fall to 33-24, and 24, nine games over five hundred. Losers of six of their last seven. What's on your mind? Uh, Dick, let's start start out with Dick here at 799-1250. Go ahead, Dick. You're on the fan. Hi, this is Dick from Port, and uh, I've called in before. I mean, I don't want to hear anybody complain about the pitching tonight or hater. It's going to happen. He hasn't given mm-hmm. up run till last year. It's about hitting. You know, Adamas is coming back tomorrow. If he's not in the third third hole, something is wrong here. I mean, I, I've got a, a great baseball mind down the road to me. His name is, is Mike. He, he made a good point to me. He said, you know, Dick, Yellow should be batting fourth. I said, you're kidding. He said, yeah, in Nashville. You know, I, I'm just so tired of this. How many balls did he get out of the infield tonight? Okay. He had one. Uh, he had one. He had one. He had one. Okay. 
how was he against San Diego? I think he was old for this series. I'm just so tired of this. Our problem is hitting. We're wasting some of the best pitching I have seen in my 72 years in in Milwaukee. You know, okay, Burdett and those guys are different, but you guys don't even remember them. I mean, we at the end of this year, we're going to say we didn't have hitting. We had an opportunity. I think you need to give a a shot treatment to Yelich. Move him, move him tonight. He, it's kind of like another leadoff hitter because of his speed. But but to leave him where he is, it makes no sense to me. We're going to pee away this season of pitching because we're not hitting and stubbornness and not moving guys around. That's yeah, my you're, take, Tim. Okay. All right, Dick. I get you. You're not alone. You're not alone in that. Lineups do make a difference. They do, and, and this will too. Eventually something will be done. I just, I just have a little more patience than most. I'm going to stay patient with this thing, and at some point Craig Council has a breaking point. It's going to happen. If this continues, it will happen. Promise you. I guarantee you it will happen. 799-1250, a disheartening loss. And, but you're right on the offensive side of things. You're wasting some outings here again. Even, even, I mean, it wouldn't take more than, in a lot of these games, four or five runs. You're not looking for six or seven. You're not looking to pick things up after a Dave Bush six-run outing. You're not looking to pick things up after a Doug Davis five-run performance through four innings. That's not what you're asking the offense to do here. Just, just get some runs on the board. Get something cooking here. Get a crooked number once in a while. All right, uh, Nate, you're next here on The Fan. What's going on, Nate? Uh, what's good, Tim? Um, how did, can I ask you a question? What do you feel, how, do you, how did you feel about Jace coming in for Keston? Keston. Well, I mean, the, the, ad, the defensive replacement there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I – well, did you see Keston play play defense tonight? I mean, yeah. Nate, you, yeah. you got a two-to-one lead. Nate, you had a two-to-one lead. You couldn't take a chance there. That was the right yeah. move. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, for me personally, I would have put – for me personally, it would have been Jace coming in instead of Keston. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, well, it was Suarez. It was early in the game, and that's playing those matchups. And, again, we could yeah. go to the analytics all day long. Keston has reverse splits. In other words, for those that don't understand, what that means is Keston, a right-handed hitter is supposed to bat really good against left-handed pitching. That's not the case with Keston. So if you're going on analytics, it's, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make – the numbers don't make sense here. It is staggering in Keston's career, how he does not hit lefties. And in Craig Council's theory, it's a right-handed hitter, Keston, against a left-handed pitcher. He should be hitting better. Council's forcing that. He's not, so are you going to play analytics or are you going to play the other way? So, yeah, you, you might have something there on just giving Jace the nod every chance you can get, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, especially, especially, um, because I just feel like I feel like for me personally, it's like if you have Jason, you don't have to make that you don't have to make that move for Jace in the ninth, and you have Hera 
to come in for Reyes um, and and uh, come in in the night for uh, for Ray, uh, Reyes and he, he he's not in that that spot with the bases. Yeah, do you want to face you want to have Keston face Suarez the lefty or you want to have Keston face the right-hander Knavel? I want to have Keston face the right-hander. That's Knable. what the numbers say. That's that's what the numbers indicate. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's what that's what confused that's why that's what confused me in the game when when that when that happened I'm like why Keston? Um not not only is his defense bad um but Jace is probably the better option, you know. Well, and I'm surprised also, Nate. I'm, I'm really surprised. You get a leadoff bunt base hit in the eighth inning. You're looking for insurance. Reyes is on in the eighth inning, and, and there's no play on there. There's no hit and run. There's no steal. There's no bunt. There's no nothing. You're just yes, because you're looking for a crooked number there in the eighth inning. Give me one because that, that gives me a little wiggle room with someone landing the barrel on a ball of Josh Hader. Right. It's just – I, the Brewers are just struggling to, like, it seems like they're thinking about things too much. It's sometimes you just gotta play the game, and it's like, just like I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's just, it just feels like every it's getting back to that. Okay, analytics, analytics, analytics. Earlier in the season, when it was on analytics, analytics, analytics. This is what we were seeing. They, the the left-handed lineup that he was putting out there was trash. They weren't scoring any runs. But then when he started playing guys, like when Rowdy got hot, he started playing, putting them in there and playing them every day. Mm-hmm. And playing the guys that were producing, they went on a, like a little streak and were winning ball games and were putting up big runs. It's just, it seems like now he's trying to go back to the analytics, he's, and it's like sometimes that works, but sometimes you just gotta you gotta go go with your gut and just play the guys that that it, it just makes sense. Like like for me, Jace would have been been a, a replacement, and I would have had here on the bench. And then when it comes up to this, when it comes up to the bases loaded that night, yep, you got yep. Hira instead of Reyes up there at the plate. And he's better, like you like you said, he's better. He's been better against right-handed hitters. I mean, right-handed pitchers um, all season long. Yeah, not not only this year, but in his career, Nate. Uh, Nate, I, I get it. You you get you watch baseball like I do, and I I do appreciate that. I I really do. Seven seven nine nine twelve fifty. Twenty seven thousand one oh nine Tuesday night Phillies Brewers, and you caught a, you you caught a good one. I mean, you. I mean, not not the result, but now I sound like sound like some of the announcers that said those Josh Hader pitches were not bad pitches. Not bad at all. Not bad pitches. <laughs> I don't see if it's a results based industry. Can we just phrase that a little bit differently? I mean, I mean, I don't know if you could get any worse than a home run <laughs> in terms of bad. Which means just, they would oh, be I've, bad pitches. I, right? I don't know. It, it's a semantical thing, and I, I, I do admit that. It's a semantical thing. But I just, I'm so bummed out when, when you lose like this, and then I got to hear someone say, well, it wasn't that bad a pitch. Well, it kind of was because it was a 428 feet homer. I would say that's kind of bad. The result, at the very least, is bad, but I don't know. Um, all right, Marshall. You're next on the fan. Well, good evening, guys. Hi. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I'm pretty much where most of your callers are. I'm not not a very happy camper right now. We're frankly, guys, let's just remember the one game we won. We practically had no business winning. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. We hit poorly in eight of those innings. We're hitting the ball poorly, guys. We're not getting the job done. You get three walks in the bottom of the ninth inning. Okay, what is the? You know this, Tim. You know it. The rest of you out there. The statistical odds of a walk scoring, two out of three. Well, except for the Milwaukee Brewers right now, it seems. We, can, we, can't, we can't hit our way out of a paper bag situationally right now. We're not bunting. You're right, Tim. Why don't you bunt the guy over to second base? I was watching some of the White Sox and Dodgers here and there flipping around tonight. And the White Sox, I know they won tonight, but... They, there were situations I watched in that game where they were at least disguising the bunt possibility. Maybe they did do it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize Council has – we've had managers other than Dale Swaim in this town for the last 20, 25 years that don't believe in the small ball game. And Swaim was only a brief cup of coffee, basically. Uh, great hitters. I know we have home run hitters. We're not getting it done right now, and it ticks me off. And I'm not mad at Hayter tonight. I agree with you all wholeheartedly. It was going to happen eventually. But we're getting beat at our own game in our own park. And it's about time somebody put the foot down and said, hey, let's, let's get back to Brewers baseball here. As one of your callers said, maybe they're thinking a little too much. But whatever it is, they got to figure it out. And I do think they need to, to move this lineup around. I agree with you, Tim. I think that's coming. It's not coming fast enough for some of us right now. Right. Right. But gosh darn it, let's go out tomorrow. Let's stop this bleeding here, if you will. Because I haven't felt very good here for about the past seven to ten days. I know it's a long season, yeah. but I'm like you. Six out of seven losses from this team I'm a little bit ticked off right now, and as Scotty Farrell says, losing sucks. I'm telling you, and and I've been, I I had a basketball coach that used to say in high school back in my North Carolina days, I'm the world's worst loser, mm-hmm. and 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 that's just the way it is. I'm a Christian guy, but I want to win. You know, I'm comp- when you get between those lines, you know me, guys. I'm a very happy-go-lucky guy. I, I love to joke around. I love, but when I'm on, when I've all my life been a competitor's competitor, and you you know why some of my favorite athletes and a certain other love of mine have been my favorites, because like Roland Garros says, victory only goes to the tenacious, and I yeah. think right now the Brewers need a little tenacity. Yeah, and guys, yeah. thank you as always, and I'll let you chew on it and see what some of your other callers say. Well, thank you, Marshall. You love to win or hate to lose? If you had to pick one, love to win, hate to lose. I'm I'm in the hate to lose category. I'm I'm with you there. This team is a good. Let's not let's not get lost in the minutiae here. This team is a good baseball team. They're they're a good baseball team, guys. They are. This is one of those things. It's just one of those things. I mean, I, you know, talk talk to me again in a couple of weeks if this continues. Well, maybe I'll change change my tune a little bit. Um, let's see, Ron, at seven nine nine twelve fifty. Go ahead, Ron. Three two uh, crusher tonight. Yeah, thanks, Tim. 
you know, Toby was complaining about negative Brewer fans, so I hope he's not listening now. But <laughs> the thing that irritates me, like, you, they, they are a good team, but they have an Achilles heel. They can't play small ball. So like Yogi Berra said, deja vu all over again. The, the, the losses that bother me are like San Diego last week. But bottom of the ninth, we got a runner on first base uh, and no outs. He, we can't score them. So then we have to go into extra innings and we lose. Tonight, all we got to need is one run to tie up the game. They're practically trying to give us a tie. They walk three guys, and we can't, we can't hit a single. Our two of our better hitters are up, Telez and, um, and Renfro, and they can't hit a single. They both fly out because they're swinging for the fences. And when we don't need three runs. We don't need two runs. We need one run to tie up the game. And then we got bases loaded and two outs, and I'm like, this is a perfect place for a squeeze play or even a suicide squeeze play, mm-hmm. the most exciting play in baseball. And they're never going to expect it with, with this team. But I, I have Reyes no is a good bunner. Yeah, why didn't we bunt? Well, that's a that's a question for Craig Council. I know, so that's how why I get frustrated. And yeah, absolutely, Josh Hader is not. You know, you he, you can't expect a guy to go a hundred innings without a home run. Yeah, that's not his fault at all. Yeah, someone someone's going to run into one against Josh Hader. We we knew that was coming. That's that's not just hyperbole. Uh, someone was going to run into one. It was, it's just going to happen. It's a big league baseball team, big league baseball game. All right, Ron, thank, thanks for the call. Yeah, the, 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 the whole small ball thing, I mean, I, I just think there's a good balance that needs to be uh, instituted in baseball. I, I, think, I think the small ball fans, they're uh, misunderstood a little bit. I think if I could speak on behalf of you guys. That, that enjoy the bunt and hit and run and stealing bases and double steals and moving a guy over, hitting a ball the other way, hitting behind the runner, et cetera. I think I, I can speak on behalf of you guys. We're not saying that's your whole M.O. of your baseball team. Just in certain situations. That's all. Other teams do it. There's a good mix from other teams. This team hardly ever does it. Hardly ever. You probably count on your hands and feet throughout 162 games. That's a lot of baseball situations in which it's concretely defined as small ball with this team. That's just not their thing. Okay. Um, Mike, 799-1250. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the fan. Yeah, I, the small ball stuff, Tim, and, and I know small ball people are misunderstood, but I'm sorry, no, you, whatever you want to define it is nobody's played small ball in Major League Baseball in close to a decade now. I mean, this is the way the game is now. No, but they do in certain situations. They well, do. Other teams okay, do. But, yes, they do. Okay, uh, fair enough. I'll, I'll grant you that. But you want the Brewers to play small ball and hit behind the runner with the, with nine guys in the lineup batting 200? You think they're going <laughs> to hit the ball the other way against no, the I guy gotcha. throwing 100-mile-an-hour fastball? Well, and that's the other thing. When, when, when small ballers – Welcome to the small ballers club. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we have to keep a lot of things in mind, and, and one of which uh, is bunning. We don't right. know how good a bunners these guys are. Craig does. So consider well, that. I mean, the fact that he never bunts probably tells you something about could, how good a bunner. I mean, who do you want? Could, Rowdy could very well. Lay down a bun- yeah. I mean, I, the, the bottom line, though, is, Tim, I, I know everyone want, keeps saying this is a good team, and I, I don't want to – I don't want to um, – I guess I, I don't 
I don't want to disagree with that entirely, but going into the season based on what the offense did the last two years and not really making any upgrades, I don't really they're, – they're an above-average team and with the with the expanded playoff format. I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs, but I've accepted the fact that until they make a major offensive overhaul, what are you going to expect? They don't have good offensive players. They Well, they, they're supposed to – People, if you say you talk about Yelich too much, and you know, and I've heard that we got to stop talking about him. No, they don't talk about him enough. He should be the focus of every story, every conversation with the Brewers. He is the reason why this offense stinks. You paid the guy twenty-eight million to be a productive middle of the order hitter. Not, I don't want to hear me tell you he had two singles today, two you know ground ball single and infield mm-hmm. single. Timmy's got. Two extra base hits and one RBI in nearly a month. It, <laughs> no, it's no question. Unbelievable. I, I won't he... say he is the problem. I will say he's the biggest problem. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I, I'll agree with that. I guess yeah. it's a matter of semantics. But, I mean, yeah. to me, I think the only thing they can do to make this a real good team, a championship contender, they're going to have to part with some of this pitch. And maybe something Stearns is going to do, but. They need a dramatic offensive overhaul. They might get hot for a couple weeks against mm-hmm. the Pirates and the Reds and whatnot, but this is going to happen over and over and over again. And if you think Willie Adamas and Hunter Renfro getting healthy is going to save this thing long term, they're good players. I'm not criticizing help. them, but they right. I agree, but but ultimately they don't have near the offensive horses to be where we all want them to be. So losses like no. tonight. They've stopped. I mean, they're frustrating, but they've stopped angering me because this is just what this team is, and it's going to keep happening. And yeah, no, no one's blaming Hater. Obviously, I mean, he's fantastic. He's going to blow a save now and then, and, and he just can't score runs. Mike, good call. Really good call. Thank, Thank thanks you. for the call. Yep, four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. It's a hey. This offense is struggling, and we all know it. They know it. Everybody knows it. They're gonna they're gonna hit better than this. Will they get hot for a few weeks, as Mike said, and then go back to, you know, this? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. This offense can run on a lot of emotion, and that emotion can take them a long way. Let's just let's just wait on this. <laughs> it's just such a long season. And uh, thank goodness the, uh, the Cardinals lost, or the Brewers would have dropped out of first place today. Just saying. There's a little piece of good news, right? Uh, let's see. Let's go to Tim at seven nine nine twelve fifty. Tim, you're on the fan. Three two. Brewers lose. Hey, you just stole my thunder, man. Can't anybody be happy in this world? They're still up one game, dude. <laughs> well, half game, yeah. Whatever. Can we be happy? Get happy, everybody. Let's be happy. Well, you know, I'll get rid of Christian Yelich, and I'll get real, real happy. <laughs> oh, it was like geez. that one guy just said. I believe that. Good pitching can ill or, or however you want to say good pitching. I mean, and, and uh, our coach, oh, my God, I get frustrated, Tim, when uh, you have a pitcher come in. He's pitching good. Devin Williams didn't have many pitches. Why couldn't you pitch in the ninth inning, too? That frustrates. Oh, we got to have a seventh inning guy. We have to have an eighth inning guy. We got to have our ni- No, dude. You know what I mean? That, that gets me frustrated no, the most. No, I don't. It don't frustrate I, you at all? I, I don't know what you mean. No. 
I'm just saying, you have a seventh inning guy, right? You have the eighth inning guy, Fox, right? Williams, that's how they Hader. work. This, yes, this that's thing. the way it lines up, and that's the way it lined up tonight, and that's the way it's going to be a victory in so many more games than a loss. So many more games. You had a perfect today. You're not going to mess with that. You're, you wanted Williams to pitch the eighth <laughs> and ninth, right, and you got a, you got Josh Hader going 18 for 18, 40 scoreless appearances. No one scored on him since last year. And wait, wait, you, you know you're talking Williams. You're saying that that's okay, that's fine and dandy. But what about the losing streak we're on? When you have a pitcher pitching good, and then he bring in another guy, whatever. Just well, you scored two runs tonight. There. I mean, two runs. All right, all right, Timmy, gotcha. Be happy now. That's the way you started. So you got to be happy. They scored two runs tonight. You're gonna lose almost all the time scoring two runs, aren't you? I don't know. They usually. They metric yeah. on that i don't know what the percentages say but i don't know whatever expertise i have in me says if in baseball if you only score two runs you're gonna lose most of those games mm-hmm. this is about the offense this is about the offense right now i mean you're getting good pitching you still are getting good pitching the pitching doesn't suck right now that's not that's not the suckiest part that sucks it's the hitting the hitting is just you know, for for six weeks, they were a decent offense. Yes. For about six weeks, they were a decent offense. Uh, Brett, we got to go to you, Brett. Uh, keep in mind, we're going to talk to Pat Murphy. I got some questions for Pat Murphy. But, uh, Brett, go ahead. You're on the fan. Hey, Tim. I, I want to touch on this small ball topic. But bef- before you and I disagree, I do want to back you up uh, here. The, the, over the last couple post-game shows. You know, you've been bringing up this injury thing, and every time you bring it up, I, I feel like someone calls in and brings up the Mets. And, you know, this Brewers team is a very good baseball team, and I'm sorry, Colton Wong has been playing hurt ever since the Cubs series. Luis Urias, I don't know if you, anyone saw the this picture of his thumb in the mm-hmm. dugout the last couple days. It's swollen. Um, there's your one and two hitters. Adonis, who's the heart of your team, he's out. Renfro, who was, when he got hurt, was probably your best hitter, he's out. So, you know, don't fans, don't compare us to the Mets because their whole lineup's there, and their whole lineup's, lineup's raking. So, you know, in and I, I love when Craig Council says injuries aren't an excuse because he's right. You, no one's going to no one's gonna fall down flat for you just because you're hurt. You still got to win the games. But, it, I mean, every team is going to go through this at some point in the year. This is a great baseball team. They're banged up right now. They need Willie Adams back. But um, the Mets and other teams, they don't have the offensive injuries that the Brewers have. So yep. that is a huge reason why this offense isn't hitting. Yeah, that's that's the reason. I mean, if you're just analyzing this offense versus a healthy offense, it's, it's, it's yes, it pales in comparison. It just does. You're not healthy. I mean, what else? How else can I slice that? If you look at it in the context of every other team goes through uh, health situations and and they bang through it and they they get through it, okay, then we we can talk. But if you're just looking at is this offense as good when you've got all your guys or is it better when you have all your guys? It's pretty simple. Yes, of course they are. That's that's just simple. Brett, thanks for the call. um, They're just going through a rough patch offensively with whoever is in there right now. How about that? And even even when you are healthy, teams go through rough patches of offense. 
just the that's what makes baseball great. It's such a patient thing. I mean, it tests every ounce of fiber in you with patience on this stuff. But at some point, changes are made. Sometimes they're a little late. Sometimes they might be too early. I mean, let's look at it that way, too. Sometimes you can pull the trigger just a bit too early. And you didn't play it out enough. That's the balance with these guys. I don't know how they do it. I'm not saying I'm at that. I'm a little more patient than than a lot of folks, but I'm certainly not at the patience level and the emotional control that the front office and the manager and the coaching staff is. Nowhere near. I don't. I don't see how they do it at times. I just don't see. I don't see how they do it. I mean, some some managers by by now, uh, in in past years. When their teams weren't hitting like this, they would put their lineup out by drawing their lineup out of a hat. Could you imagine that today? And that's actually happened many, many times. Just put all the names in the hat, and whatever they, whatever they take out, that's going to be the lineup one, one to nine. All right. Uh, at some point, I'm going to have to take a break, but uh, let's let's not right now. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. What do you want to do, Tim? Let's go to uh, Alex. Alex, what do you say? You're on the fan. What's on your mind? Hey, Timmy. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, this mm-hmm. is going to be a different call than everyone else has been on here because I just wanted to bring up a couple positive points here. I mean, it's 162 games. Yeah, we lost tonight. It stinks. But, uh, you know, point number one that I wanted to bring up, uh, did you hear – what happened when Rowdy came to the plate in the ninth? Your guy, your preseason MVP pick. <laughs> That's right. The Rowdy chance that always brings a smile to my I, face. I right? did, I you, and I, I mentioned it. Right to, I mentioned it to Tim. He did. I did. You could and hear I him. said, "Thank goodness, that is awesome." And I thought he was going to come through because of it, but I don't know. That's just my wishful thinking. But yes, excellent job by the fan base at the park. Well, there's something to it. It's that Milwaukee magic, you know when. Chatting his name, high leverage situation. I like our chances in that. But uh, mm-hmm. the second point that I wanted to make is that, you know, I was never really a Knievel fan when he pitched for us. Um, I actually used to refer to him as Kniblo, play on words there. Uh, mm-hmm. But he really tried to give this game away tonight. And boy, am I happy that we have Josh Hader and we don't have to go through that Kniebel roller coaster yes. every yeah. two or three games like we used to have to do. Yeah, obviously, Hater blew the save tonight. He's still the superior closer, probably one of the best closers in Brewers history. But man, yeah. am I happy that we're off that roller coaster? And yeah, things are going to turn around, like you said. Once they we get they will. They're, they're, yep, they're a good team, man. They're a good team. They're going through tough times, and I know it hurts. You know, fans and you know the way we handle these things. It's maybe we we get more emotionally involved than we should, but you can't control that. How do you control that? How am I supposed to not be upset over over a loss like this? We can analyze it and and talk about it and have a little therapy on it, and then we're all good. But you can't control that. They can. That was my point before we got uh, Alex on. That was my point that they, they just they have such emotional and uh, control and patience. It's it's really uncanny. I admire that a lot. I do, but sometimes to a detriment. And need I remind you, and, and this is probably the first reminder of this uh, all season long. I, I usually drop it in, Tim, as you know, longtime listener, as well as now working here. 
um, that you can be right over their decision making. Make no mistake about it. You can be and have been right as fans with with your opinions or strategy or you know your proclamations and predictions and things like that. You can be right over those guys. It's it's absolutely possible, and that's what's that's what's cool about this. Is that you know some of this stuff we talk through and then you know sure as shooting. Uh, Maybe a few days from right now, how many of you, raise your hand, how many of you have been saying, move Christian Yelich out of that three spot? That could happen really soon, and you're all going to be saying, see, Tim, I told you, and I like that a lot. I do. I do. That's a great, it's, it's one of the things that make baseball great. It really is. It's the debate about baseball. Uh, which is the old, whole essence of uh, of what we do here. 799-1250. Roger in Cudahy, you're next here on The Fan. Hey, Rog. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, those, those comments about pitches are curious. Maybe it wasn't a bad pitch, but it certainly was the wrong one. I mean, I, I don't understand. Um, it's just a curious comment, and every time I hear that um, – kind of takes me aback and anyone who is happy after this game i mean really is is emotionally out of balance and needs to seek therapy i mean this uh, there 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 wasn't much to be happy about with this but i, I was gonna i wanted to ask you a question you talk about momentum and maybe maybe i view it more as trending like over mm-hmm. oh, a 10 game stretch or something and yeah, what bothered me up to this point, even with the injuries, Tim, you know, it's like we're trending in the right, the wrong direction, and and we got to reverse something, even even considering the injuries. And I think that's that's basically what we're up against. But are you thinking in this bad stretch? Are you thinking it in terms of momentum? or a trend, and regardless if we put the injuries aside, isn't it something that they just have to reverse, regardless of whether they get the guys back and healthy? That going in the wrong direction is a real thing and something they got to, you know, turn around. Yep, all right, trends are, yeah. All right, I I get what you're saying. That's a good point, a really good point. You don't want, regardless of what situations you're going through, that trend is, uh, is, is pretty important to break. And this is a short trend. Let's face it. It, it wasn't, but was it just a, a week ago? Th- thanks, Roger. It, it wasn't but a week ago that um, it was game three against the Cubs, right? It was last Tuesday. Yeah. So this trend has been since Tuesday, a week ago. We could go today. Six of the seven games. That's all. I don't think that's much of a window to go on quite yet to say that this is a legitimate baseball trend. That's not good. And and it's quite surprising to me that this team has lost six of seven at any point in this season. At any point at all. I just think they have the pitching that would prevent this from ever happening in a 162. I could see three or four, 
you, know, you get beat in a series somewhere. You know, things go go wrong. But wow. Okay, so they lose tonight. Uh, we're going to have to take a break way late. Pat Murphy will join us here in just a few minutes, so stick around for that. I will ask him about the Christian Yelich thing. I will ask him about lineup stuff. I will ask him about injuries, whether that's an excuse or not. All of those on the table for our buddy pa- uh, Pat Murphy. He will join us in just a minute or two. Uh, it's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. Brewers fall 3-2. Hater, mm. offense, yeah, same thing. We'll be right back here on The Fan. Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game. Presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. A tough one at American Family Field tonight. Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set to the Philadelphia Phillies. 3-2 the final. And, uh, yeah, offense, the name of the game here. You get good pitching again. And how about Jason Alexander? I think he's earned another start. Uh, If these guys are going to still stay on the shelf, then what he did tonight, five innings of one-run ball against uh, an offense like the Phillies have, hey, man, we'll take that. I mean, that's a nice little bonus, a nice little surprise. 2.25 ERA for Jason Alexander through a couple of starts here early on in his uh, big league career. But uh, call of the game with 5 o'clock Steakhouse. Uh, part of the uh, 3-2 uh, loss was, well, there were good times, too. They were up 2-1 uh, to one after this hit in the fourth inning from Rowdy Telez. Telez down the left field line. There it is. Yelich is going to score with ease. Telez digging for two. Here comes the throw. Not in time. Rowdy with a hustle double. And there it is on Valley Sports Wisconsin. You also had some good defense in this game. And had this game stayed at 2-1, to one, you look back at the, uh, well, the typical 5-6-5 five, five double play in the, in the first inning. You had a double play later on in the game in the fifth. Getting Alexander out of some trouble. And uh, Luis Urias made a nice play. You had uh, Pablo Reyes, a, a barehanded uh, nice play. Uh, now, Keston, a little different story. And wouldn't you know it how baseball goes? Wong gets hurt a little bit, and then the baseball finds Keston. I mean, almost immediately when he's put into the game. You, you can't write the script that only in baseball. Okay, let's hit the uh, Great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in the Brewers bench coach and our friend, Mr. Pat Murphy. Pat, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How's everything? Yeah, getting better. Just, just, just getting better. I'm floating at seventy percent. I'm, re- yeah, I'm feeling grateful for that, Pat. I, I really am. You're seventy percent better than most, Tim. You know that. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. All right, well, let's get into some nuts and bolts. A, a little bit of a tough loss tonight. And, you know, we all knew that Josh Hader, if someone's going to run into the barrel, 
And, you know, that, that stuff happens. And, and nobody that has called thus far, Pat, has, has gotten on Josh Hader at all, and rightly so. Now, the well, offense, that's if, been if the name of the did, game. We need, to, we need to take their name and number and get them transported <laughs> out of the state because the kid, one of the best of all time, and maybe that's stretching yet. But I think in the, when it's all said and done, people will look at Josh as one of the best relievers that's played our game. And he's been unbelievable for us this year. And he's human. He's a human being. And uh, it was our time to pick him up tonight, and we didn't. Yeah, it's been a pleasure watching him. It's it's almost like we're witnessing greatness there. It's it's just and you know the uh, it way is, you, it is greatness, Tim. In my my mind, I'm sitting there every day. I haven't missed one of his games yet, and yeah. I'm just telling you, it's greatness. And he's even a better kid, so that pumps you up even more. And everybody was wanting to do it for Josh because he's done so much for us. Now the offense—that's a little bit of a funk that uh, the team is in. And and ex- explain the perspective from you guys, because you you guys definitely have much more patience than uh, than myself for sure. Well, uh, but well, you just fire these guys on the spot, Tim. What do you got? You no, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. What do you got? But but the perspective of playing that grind wait, wait, that you guys we got. Slap through. them? Should we beat them? What should we do? <laughs> you ground them. Yeah, those those types of things. No, but I mean, I think the perspective of eighteen games in seventeen days plus the injury list. I mean, it, to me, it's no wonder why the offense is is scuffling a little bit. Is that the way you guys look at it? No, I mean, I think we look at our our team overall, and you know, you got to break things down a little more than that, and and say the eighteen games in seventeen days happens. That's that's Major League Baseball, and all these guys are prepared for it. But our team has been built around pitching. We know that. It's been a, it's been a pitching uh, dominating situation this year. We've had flashes of greatness uh, offensively, but in today's game and <clears throat> the way we've constructed the team, we understand that there's going to be times when, uh, that you, hey, first of all, give some credit to that kid that pitched tonight for them. He was, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Fast arm kid. And he's, you know, he threw strikes tonight. He threw more strikes tonight than normal, and he he uh, he was really really good. Um, but again, I'm not making excuses for our guys. I just you know it's it's tougher than you think to get on track in today's game. Offense all over the league is down, um, and we've got five position players now, six position players down uh, with Wong. So you got 75 percent of your team down. You know, I'm again not an excuse. Fair and square, we got beat. And we didn't hit the ball hard tonight. And we got a couple guys scuffling. But that's part of the major league season, just like this little period where we're playing kind of lackluster, awful, I think. I don't – you know me. I don't mix, you know, mix words. I, I don't think we're playing great. I don't think we were playing great when we were four games up. But <clears throat> we're getting it done, and mostly because of guys like Hader and some of the starters and clutch hitting and guys like Peterson and Rousseau and guys that people don't talk about that have – Came up big for us this year that we didn't really expect, but yeah, we gotta we gotta get ourselves going. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I I agree that uh, you know this this is just baseball and it's it's a trend that uh, you want to turn around. There's there's no question. Speaking of offense, you had said some some guys are scuffling. The, the biggest hot topic is, and I can't avoid it, Pat. Um, and, and we it's don't just avoid seeming... it with me. You know, I don't avoid things. Me and you don't okay. avoid things. Okay, okay, I got I got you. 
At what point you have does to it use change? Stick so you don't avoid things. You know what I mean? So you can't avoid things. I don't. <laughs> this, this, no, you don't. So at, at what point does there have to be a little bit of a, a, a not a shakeup, but a little bit of a movement in the lineup when it comes to Christian Yelich? And you know the the, the guy's been struggling. There's no doubt. Uh, there's expectations that are heaped on him that whether they're fair or not, they're there. But what is what is the team's sentiment with the three-hole in Christian Yelich? Well, the team loves him, and we all would like him to regain the 18 and 19 form of being the most valuable player. We all want here in Milwaukee the most valuable player. It doesn't happen all the time, but we want that most valuable player back. He hasn't regained that form. He hasn't regained that form, but we're certainly – it's not for lack of effort. That young man, any of us who know him, any of the – you people that know him out there, you know what type of individual he is, and you know how he's working at this thing. There's no oh, say la vie for him. He's he's dying with every pitch, and he's trying. And and he's got a lot of expectations, and he's got a lot more on him. We get that. But that is part of it. But um, this is a very, as you can see by many cases in Major League Baseball, this is a very, very tough game to be offensive year in and year out. The guy on the other the other side, Harper, has went through this. Um, so many great players have went through this. That's just part of it. And um, we want him, and he wants to get out of this as quickly as possible. But as far as shaking up our lineup, like there's nobody there to replace him. We're built. We're built where this guy's got to be somewhere um, in the middle of our lineup. It just this is the way it is. I don't think for one minute. Sorry, I'm getting in my car. You're all right. Yeah, I don't like the, the beeping and all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's live. Hey, it's live radio, Pat. It's fine. But see, here's 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 where people are at. They're 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 asking me. Like I know what's going on with Christian Yelich. I have my opinion. And does this make sense? That the only way to get him out. I've talked to a lot of players, coaches, and managers in in the 17 years I've I've been on this show. And they get it from all angles. They get, hey, this will help you. Uh, high school coaches, old hitting coaches, college coaches, uh, just you know, go to a seance. I don't know what it is. They've they've all been through. Right. Right. Is the best way to get Christian out of this? For me, it's Christian Yelich has to get his, himself out of it. Self analysis to me is is probably the biggest tool that one could use. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense, but it's not as easy as just saying that because. I think Christian knows that more than anyone. I'm not going to get personal about anything, but I can tell you that Christian is well aware that he wants very badly that you don't find many athletes that are accountable, and he's been accountable. You don't find many athletes in his situation going through this that don't make any excuses. And little do people know there's some things out there that are very tough for him. But guess what? He's just he's he's a front door guy, and he. he he faces everything every day um, through the front door, and he's not trying to hide from anyone. And, you know, it's been a rough stretch. Nobody feels this more than him, and uh, nobody cares about the Brewers as much as him, I promise you. And um, I believe there's light at the end of the tunnel. We may never see 1819 Christian Yelich again, because I'm telling you, front row seat, it was incredible. Like, people, you, he almost defied what the game's about sometimes. But, um, I think we're going to see a very, very good player. I really believe that. I believe that in my heart. I believe he's going to he's going to get better, 
and um, it's going to take a lot. But you're right. It starts with him. There's no, there's no special medicine. There's no special coach. There's no special words we could say to him. It's at the point when, when that he fixes it. But he's not. It's not for lack of effort. But this, this is a uh, baseball not, thing, he's right? He's still there right now. I'm on my way home. He's still there and will be there every night, late at night, and work extra and do whatever. I mean, this guy is, you know, he's after it. So, please, it. if you love him now, continue to love him because he's special. And taking him out of the three-hole, yeah, yeah, I would do that. I'd, I'd take him out of the three. He'd, he'd be fine with it. Or maybe, maybe hit him leadoff. Maybe hit him second. Maybe hit him fifth. He's fine with it. But to say – you know, it's just not even close. Um, no, he doesn't look like the player he did before, but he's still a, he's still a good player. Yeah, and, and, I, and I've said, yeah, I've said this. Time. Yeah, Pat, I've said this. You're, you you are afforded the luxury of the reward is worth so much the risk that you leave him right there for now, uh, because you're winning. I mean, it's been a winning season. You're nine nine games over five hundred now. Your high water mark was fourteen. This is a baseball thing, though, right? I mean, that's what people are speculating. That that it might be an off the field thing, or he's going through no, some no, no, personal. No, stop that! Stop that! I, I'm telling you, put the put the rumors to bed right now. There's no off the field thing going on. There's none of that stuff. I'm with the guy every single day. He's at the field all day. He's one of the first guys there, and he's still there, and he'll be there at one o'clock tonight. Um, like this guy lives this thing, and maybe that's. Maybe that's part of it. He, he takes it so personal. He wants so bad to regain the form. And people show it in different ways. Not everybody gets to know him like I do. I feel privileged. But I promise you, Christian is the right human, and it's a baseball thing. But, I mean, it starts from within, and I'm sure there's other things that affect it. He feels incredible responsibility to the Brewers and to Mark and, and to ownership and to, to everybody that believes in him enough. Um you know, you can say he's overpaid if you want to, or you can say he led us to places that the Brewers have never been over the last four years. And although they've had plenty of great teams, um, we've been pretty consistent, and Christian, Christian has been at the forefront of it. Um, whether his numbers reflect it or not, like last year and the year before, he's still such a force that it affects other teams. So, you know, just let's all pull for him and let's, uh, let's put all that other stuff to bed. There's nothing going on off the field that – that uh, doesn't come with the territory of somebody being a star in a city and being a star and, uh, you know, going through the things you go through when you've got that added weight and you take it as personally as he does, you know? And we're still waiting on council's next victory here, Pat, because uh, it's, it's just crazy. I've I've been a brewer fan since, since, uh, you know, I've been able to walk, and, and, you know, this guy seemingly so quickly, let's talk counts here real quick, seemingly just so quickly oh, becomes the, the, oh. <laughs> the winningest manager. He will be in just a few days here. He'll have more wins than any other manager in a Brewers uniform. This dude cares about this organization. Can you tell, Pat? No, there's no doubt. He cares about the state. He cares about high school programs. He knows every high school basketball football, baseball player coming out of this state. This guy, this guy loves Wisconsin. He loves that. You want to get his, his, his attention, talk about something in Wisconsin. He's so proud of this place. He loves it. it this, this story couldn't be written any better. And him being the winningest uh, um, 
manager ever, that's inevitable. We'll probably win two more games. I'm not sure, based on how I felt the last five nights, this could be it. We can go 33 and 130 or whatever the heck we are. But it could be. But I'm betting on we, we squeak out a couple more wins and he gets it. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there. And and just a little peek behind the curtain. We see him in the uh, dugout and he he it's like he's one of us. It's like he cares so much. Do you ever have to settle him down? Like Laz Diaz, uh he had a rough night tonight. Okay. What what is it about the Phillies? Uh, no, I thought Laz was good. Counts was just a little edgy. Counts was edgy. <laughs> I thought Laz was good. And I thought Counts was a little bit a little bit edgy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you do you I ever have to Laz say no. You you don't have, ever have to I settle him to, down, I try right? Not to talk to him. Tim, I try not to talk to him during the game. <laughs> so you're stealing money then? No, I'm not stealing money. He's I mean, who's going to be the all-time winningest bench coach in Brewer history? Oh, um, good good question. Wow, yeah. that is a good question. Like anything for that? I think your station should sponsor something like you know. I should get like a, an award. It would shock Counts, and he would laugh because he knows deal. that's what you're up to. De- oh, deal, deal. I heard he was uh, watching a baseball game the other day. I won't say where and when, but he was. Uh... Yeah, see, I that's what that. I mean I about him that. being all Wisconsin. He's he's like one of us almost in a way. Yeah, he is. He is. He's all in, man. He he loves it. I'm, I'm telling you, you bring up like a. Uh, uh, a high school player in the area. You bring up anybody on these club teams. I mean, this guy—he's—he's he's phenomenal. He loves his place. He deserves everything he gets. People don't know how smart he is. People don't know what a good decision maker he is. I've been coaching forty some years. This guy's taught me as much as you can teach a person about about decision making and staying poised. I mean, he's special, man. Well, when do when do you get the nod as as a manager? Ah, God, they're just—they're oh. barely—they're. Keeping me alive around here, you know what I mean? Come on, I mean I'm not Don't saying here, but that. just other. I, I, you know what this success is going to do for you, right? I mean you're aware of that. I'm not right? well liked. I'm not well liked. You know that. I've, you can tell from <laughs> my answers to you. I'm not well liked and politically correct. So, well, there goes no, your award. That. Let's let's try to let's try to get us over the hump here and get get to the second or third or fourth round this year. Yeah, no, no doubt, Pat. I appreciate the time and and thanks for answering. You know it. what what we've been peppered with uh, a long time here this year and last year was a Christian Yelich debate, and I, I appreciate the candor on that. I really do, Pat. Yeah, well, now the thing is, because I love doing it, and I hope you guys appreciate a lot of things I say tongue in cheek, but but um, you know, I'm just trying to add a little levity to the whole thing. But it's believe me, we're all living and dying with with uh what's going on and there is no tricks to it you know there's just there's no tricks to it it's been it's been uh counts as a great leader and uh, david and matt put together great ball club with with uh you know like a feel for how it's got to be run in, in this market and uh you know counts is no, I counts is driving I... that ship it's pretty good i'm glad i'm i'm here for the ride yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now, I could have brought up why he didn't bunt with Reyes on in the bottom of the eighth for some insurance. I could talk about, could talk about what is that, uh, why what Victor Caratini kind of got on base. 
<laughs> got on base bottom of the ninth inning the other day and, and move him over. And <laughs> You guys don't believe in bunting, do you? That's not true. Not true. You got to be able to bunt. Usually you're talking about in the eighth inning, the guy's throwing 97, sometimes up and in at your face, and you're saying, oh, yeah, go ahead, just get him over with a bunt. Like it's some easy thing to do. And they're not doing it that often, and it's a hard thing to do. It's, I don't care how much you practice it. You don't practice 98 at your face. You know what I mean? It's, it's a hard thing to do, you know. Uh, and um, I promise you that it's not always insurance that, okay, I got a guy to second, now what? Look at the strikeout rates in the game, period. Look at the, the uh, you know, number of hits given up in those situations. Look at the percentages that are out there right now. Like, how does how does bunting a guy over produce a run versus letting a guy hit in that situation? The it's percentages not, the percentages say a guy a guy at first base with no out scores more often than a guy at second with one out. So, why did you ask me that question? I, no, I'm just saying I, in certain situations it is answer. called for. And you, right? So, it, what are we doing? Why would we do that? Well, just in certain situations, it does tend to work of a course. little bit. Other teams of do course. it. We've done it and beat us, beat us doing it. Um, and I think that in certain situations, we'll do it. But <clears throat> certain situations, that for us, we're like, nah, not the right time. And, you know, you got to trust us that we're paying attention. Yes. Yes, you you definitely are. You got a good seat. You got a good, hey, just turn things around. And I'm 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 still saying this team is a a good to great team right now. They, I I mean I am, and and that's just that. You're a good team. That's, well, we got to get healthy because you got Peralta and Woody on the shelf. Um, Hater's going to miss some games with uh, with the birth of his first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got you've got at least five position players or four or five that are hurt. Um, so, yeah, we've got to work cut out for us. Believe Better me. now than September. I think you're right. I think you're right. Peralta seems to going to be out for a while. We hope, Woody, we can get back soon. Um, Adamus, we need his energy, his play, everything. You know, um, obviously, we got Refro back tonight, but he hasn't played in two weeks. We've got Furious back tonight. He hasn't played. Um, Bobby Boucher, who's Mike Russo, I call him Bobby Boucher. Um, he's he's a key little part. He's a great role player and done some things. We got to get him back. So, yeah, you know. get healthy and start winning. It's simple as that. But it's a tough game, Pat. I appreciate the time, man. We'll be here each and every night after the game. My pleasure. Call call anytime. I love to love to talk to you guys and um, and actually enjoy it. You, you, you've got some great questions, and we don't we don't beat around the bush, which I like. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I'll tell you what. Next time I have Jan, I'll throw it out there on Twitter, and I'll have some fans ask you a few questions. Is that cool? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. That might be might be much better questions than I asked you. Good. Might be hard hitting. <laughs> the heavy hit and stuff. All right, Murph, kind take it easy. I'm kind of a jerk on the radio, but hey, <laughs> we'll live with it. Yep. As soon as I get better, I'll see you. At, see you at the park for sure this year. 
You got it, man. I hope so. And I hope you do feel better. I mean that sincerely. And to all the Brewers fans, hang with us. You know, it's been a great run. And, and just hang with us because uh, it's been a lot of adversity. And somehow, Counts pieces it together. And David and Matt and, and, and the group, man, they, they were in there every day kind of stirring the soup to try to make it taste better. No doubt. All right, Murph, thanks a lot. Take it easy. Thank you. There he is, Pat Murphy, Brewers bench coach on the great Midwest Bank Hotline. So there you go. There's the Yelich stuff. Um, you're probably going to see – I thought he was open to some movement in the lineup. Did you detect that, Tim Shea? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's – I so wouldn't just, be surprised if it happens tomorrow. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, though he has a couple of hits, so they may leave him there for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to take a break here. Uh, if you guys want to jump in here, we're going to hear from Craig Council as well. But I'll squeeze a, if something super important you just need to get off your chest. 414-799-1250. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show after a Brewers 3-2 loss. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Um, you know, and unfortunately, we could only give them a one-run lead kind of going into that inning. Um, so, it, you know, it, we, we pay the price for it, but... Um, and I mean, it's it is. He's been so good. It's it's surprising, but it's you know we know at some point it's going to happen. Craig, we were just talking in here. Sorry, Sophia. But neither one of those pitches looked like they were really bad pitches. The one was really up, and the yep. other was kind of down. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think in that case, you you know the hitters did a pretty nice job. Um, you know, Baum had a pretty had a good at bat against him in Philly. Um, flew out to the wall at the end of the game. Um, on a similar pitch, um, you know, he just he just caught up to this one a little better, um, you know, and uh, you know the Verling one's kind of conf- more confusing, to be honest with you. But it, give the guy credit; he hit it. You know, he hit a pitch. Could you reference this, but uh, offensively, it's another quiet night. Um, they obviously have a very good pitcher going. Um, do you think it was that, or do you think? It's just well, I I, th- I thought Suarez pitched really well tonight. Um, you know, we saw him earlier. I just I thought he was really good. He's got good stuff, and he threw a lot of strikes tonight. You know, I thought we, you know, in, in Philly he was a little more scattered tonight. He was just he's really good in the zone, and his stuff his stuff is good. Um, and and uh, you know we got a couple of big two out hits that put some runs on the board, but um, you know we did we didn't really put together rallies tonight against them. Any update on Colton? Um, it's a calf. It's it's a calf issue. Um, it's it's day to day. And I don't think it's he's been it's been bugging him, um, and it just got to the point where it was affecting him too much, essentially. Could we look back at that? Did that impact the game? Just in taking away some choices at the end. Um. um yeah, I mean. Yeah, but that's 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 the game. I mean, you, I mean, that's what are you you know what are you gonna do? The guy Colton got hurt. You know, we we got to be able to make a move. Craig, what did you think of uh, Jason's night? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, what Jason's going to do is he's, the ball is going to be in play and it's going to be on the ground. Um, and we played some really good defense to get him to get him out of some innings, and then we we gave him a couple extra outs, and he did a nice job putting the ball back on the ground to get himself out of innings. Um, so he he did his job, you know, he hung in there um, and did a nice job, and only gives up one run because he's able to get those double plays um, that that gets him out of some jam. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. A 3-2 loss, and uh, they need to turn turn things around, that's for sure, as uh, we welcome you back here. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show, and uh, we'll get to Josh Hader and, and get his sentiment after, hey, this is going to happen. You just heard uh, Murph and, and Council both just uh, talk about that. You know, it's, uh, the guy was so good that when this happens, it just, wow, really? Did that just happen? Let's get uh, Mario's shown uh, some patience as well on hold here throughout. Mario, you're on the fan. What's going on? Hey, Tim. How's it going? Uh, I've, I've been better, but uh, it'll be okay. Yeah, I hear you. Me too. But I just wanted to kind of hit on a couple points on the team in general. And, you know, I hear you, you know, you're saying it's a good baseball team and, you know, the championship season and all that because you're the, uh, you know, you are the eternal optimist Brewer, you know, Brewer fan, which we all love. And I'm right there with you. I've been watching the Brewers since the late 70s. I mean, you know, I'd love to see him win a World Series. But we have a major issue with this team. And the major issue is we do not have one all-star, not one guy in the everyday lineup. Yep, position player group is going to be empty, yeah. Yeah, and and here's the problem. We all want to win a World Series. You tell me the last team that even sniffed the World Series or won one with not one all-star in their everyday lineup. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I went and looked. I don't think it's happened in like 40 or 50 years. And – the bottom line is we do have very good pitching. There's no question. We'll probably have maybe three or four all-star pitchers because, you know, Hayter's going to be there, Burns, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Ashby, obviously Peralta's hurt now and then, and Woodruff, but, um, you know, Williams could be there, even Boxberger, who knows. But the problem is our everyday lineup it, it is just not good enough. And in, until that can change, we're, we're not beating teams like, you know, the Dodgers, I mean, we, we just got beat by San Diego. They didn't even have their best player, Tatis, playing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we can say, well, we got guys injured. Yeah, but they, they didn't have maybe the best player in the National League even playing. So, the Brewers in their everyday lineup, and people want to say, well, move Yelich. Um, yeah, you can move him, but we don't even have another three-hitter on the team. Uh, you know, maybe you can move Adamas there when he's healthy. Maybe you can put, you know, Renfro there, maybe, you know, Telez, I don't know. But these guys are, you know, they're okay. But I haven't seen any of these guys be great ever. Yelich was great for a couple years, but he kind of went back to what he was in Miami. If you go look at how he played in Miami, (laughs) he wasn't the player that he was here for a couple years Mm -hmm. at all. He was much more what he is now, better than he is now. But he, he, he was, you know, he was an average to above average ball player, but he wasn't an MVP guy. Well, here's, here's how I, I would answer. And, and, and 
it is um, it is concerning that you you have guys like Brasso, Jace Peterson, Victor Caratini, um, Tyrone Taylor at this point, Lorenzo Cain, all with pretty dominant playing time. That is concerning. So I you know to answer. To get the answer to that, I think there needs to be a good chunk of games that go through once Renfro is in there every day, Adamas is every day, Louis back at third base, Omar is back to basically, you know, seventy-five percent of the catching time. That's that to me is is then we can answer that question a little bit better, don't you think? Just let let this, these guys roll. Yeah. And I then mean, the other fun. factor would be, and I'll let you finish. the The other factor would be what moves that Stearns may make here. If he feels that it's a liability on the offensive side, I, I think I think it's pretty important to understand that this pitching isn't going to last forever. And I think Stearns is aware of that. And so once these guys get healthy and get some everyday playing time, get some consistency, then if he sees that it's, it's a liability, then we'll see the moves after that. But go ahead, Mario. Yeah, and uh, and I just want to say, I, I mean, obviously they are banged up right now with some of their better everyday ball players. I mean, you know, there's no question about that. But even these guys that are coming back, they're still not all-star caliber players. I mean, they they might have a good month or two. You know, even Adamus. I mean, he he he's good, but you you've seen what he was in Tampa Bay. He 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 has stretches of can be real good, and then he can mm-hmm. be, eh, you know, he can be average and. We're just missing a couple guys that play every day that are all-star caliber players. And until we get that, I mean, I hate to say it because I want to see him win a World Series as much as anyone. We ain't winning the World Series. And then one last thing, I know everyone loves Craig Council. I like the guy. He's a Wisconsin guy. I'd love to see him win it. It'd be fabulous. But his managing in playoff situations isn't great. because I agree, I agree people, with that. I do. want to talk about small ball and, and situational managing. See, he just runs his guys out there every day. He's a good regular season manager. I'll give him that. Uh, you can't deny him that. He, he wins. But his playoff managing, like not having Escobar in the lineup twice last year when they traded for him to bring him here for some power and a third baseman, he doesn't even have him in the lineup. I mean. They have one playoff victory since it. 2018. Yep. I mean, think about that. They have one playoff win since 2018. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, and we had and we had home field advantage last year, even, which True. didn't do us any good. And you can see we we just lost four, whatever it is, five in a row again at home. You can't be in a good team like you say. You can't lose that many in a row at home either. You yep. can't do that. You yep. got to win those games. Mario, I love the straight shoot, and I love it. Don't be a stranger. All right. Hey, all right. Have a good one, Tim. All right, take it easy. Uh, let's get Mike in here, and then we'll hear from Josh Hader. I'm interested in hearing uh, how he's handling this, and I'm sure it's it's just fine, but uh, that'll that'll be fun. Mike, go ahead. You're on the fan. Uh, doing good. How how you doing, Tim? More important, how you are. Yeah, and I, I was at the game tonight, by the way. That, it's just heartbreaking. I was really hoping. Uh, who was the guy that was up last? Again, he struck out, minor league guy. Oh, uh, Reyes? Yeah, it was too bad because that would have been a great moment for him. Yeah, I thought he was going to uh, get aggressive, but you understand him taking there. Oh, Knievel yeah. was I, wild as as the West. Yeah, I yeah I agree with him taking a pitch, but that second pitch he he should have been swinging at that fastball. Um, 
But I, I got two points. I, I really like Pat, you know, the conversation you guys have. It's a really interesting interview uh, when you talk to him. Um, it, it's nice to, to know that Yelich actually cares. This isn't a, a Tim Thomas Buck situation where he got paid and, you know, kind of checked out. Like he's still he's there early, he's there late. So, you know, yeah, I don't think he's going to be the MVP Yelich. But when he was with the Marlins, he was still a 280 hitter. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. He was still he wasn't an MVP, but he was still a pretty good player. He was decent. And that's why, yeah, and, and that's why they traded for him. So hopefully he can get back to form. Um, so I, I think we can all pretty much agree that they're probably going to need to add a bat at the deadline, and I think it comes down to what are you willing to give give up to get that bat? You've got the now, capital. You do. Now, if you're David Stearns, are you willing to part with Adrian Hauser or Aaron Ashby or Ethan? I, I don't want to give up so. Ethan Small, but you're going to have to part with one of those guys to get anything of value uh, in terms of a bat. So it's you're kind of subtracting – to add something, but that's, mm-hmm. that's just what they're going to have to do, right? I agree. I agree. I, I think uh, at this point, it's it's trending toward a bat and, and at least one reliever. I still think they're going to get a reliever. Yeah, and, and I, I think they have some flexibility in terms of the bat that they add. It could be a first baseman, could be a third baseman, could be a center fielder. For me, I don't really care because you have the DH, and you're not getting any production mm-hmm. out of that DH spot anyways. So... Even if you get a first baseman, you can put Telez in the DH spot, right? Oh, it doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt anything. So I, I think they do have some flexibility there for who they do add. Uh, yeah, and, and Taylor, you know, Tyrone Taylor, for as uh, many fans as uh, there are of Tyrone Taylors, you know, uh, you know, we, we, it's open-ended. We'll see if Tyrone can keep this up all season long. Mike, I got to scoot, but uh, thanks sure. for the call. We'll, we'll talk again. All right, let's get to uh, Josh Hader. 40 consecutive appearances before a run allowed, uh, and that ended today with a couple of solo shots. And I thought it was interesting when Craig Council said, well, Alec Baum had a nice at-bat in Philadelphia on a similar pitch. Oh, almost took it out. So feed him the another similar pitch? Nah, that's just me. Let's hear from Josh Hader after this one. With above the zone, one was right at the bottom of the zone. Were they pitches where you wanted them? Uh, I know the fastball definitely wasn't. It was up. I was trying to go down. Um, he's a good uh, high hitter. That's the way he does his damage. Uh, so definitely wasn't trying to go there. Uh, slider. I guess he was just sitting slider after I threw him two of them. So he was just. He moved up in the box a little bit. Is what I could see, and then just got the head out. You know, it wasn't put away pitch, but uh, they definitely got to me today. But with the slider, Joshua, I mean, it still looked like it was low. It looked like he went down and got it, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't see what happened, but my eyes told me in the game, like, looked like he moved up and he just kind of got it to it. Um, just tip your cap. I mean, it's one of those days they get you. Definitely, definitely sucks, but it happens. Josh, you've been so, so good for so long. Is it just kind of a weird feeling to be on the other side of it after? It's been almost a year. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we all fail in this game. Um, you know, sometimes they're bigger than others. You know, my sometimes failures can be just missing a pitch, right? Um, but it comes with the game, comes with the territory. Uh, so just got to chalk it up, you know, kind of learn from what happened and, and move on. How, how quickly do you do that? Uh, to, by tomorrow, I'll be over with. I'll go tonight and rewatch everything uh, and just kind of see – my plan where I was trying to execute and see 
what really happened. So pretty simple. Try not to let it linger on too long. Do you do that after wins too? Do yeah. You, yeah. You do the same thing. Yeah. Right? Same kind thing every time. Yeah. Just, I mean, you can always try and get better. Right. And you're always going to make mistakes. It's just if they clip them or not. So, yeah. That's uh, just try and you know, stay simple. Yeah. Really interesting there from Josh Hader. So bomb went up and got the fastball. So that to me, looking at this, you either got two two chances against Hater. You either looking high fastball and you try and get get as much of the barrel on it as you can, or two you now this that, I thought that was interesting with Veerling just moving up in the box and going after guessing slider and going after it. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Let's see how Josh adjusts adjusts to that. I I don't think there needs to be <laughs> too much adjustment with this guy. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right, well, we got to turn the page, got to look ahead, and we'll check out tomorrow's matchup, game two of the three games set next here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. Okay, time to turn the page to uh, tomorrow's ball game. It is still tomorrow. Yeah, we got about 10 minutes left in today, so it is still technically tomorrow. It's game two of the three-game set, and the Brewers looking to bounce back. Be a big win, guys. It would for many, many reasons, uh, one of which is to get back on the right track. Another is to even up the series, give yourself a shot at the series on Thursday. These Phillies are a little bit tougher than their record indicates, and I've always, uh, you know, I've had my eye here on this Phillies team. I really enjoyed the series in Philadelphia, the whole series. It felt like a playoff-type feel to it. This game was no different. It was the same sort of feeling, a little intense between these two teams. And they'll go back at it tomorrow, first pitch. 7-10 after the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll talk some Brewers baseball right here. Uh, after the game, Gene Wagner plumbing post game show. Tim, the matchups for game two. Pitching for Philadelphia, Aaron Nola, three and four with a 3.92 ERA. Going up against Adrian Hauser, three and five with a 3.51 ERA. I will also be in attendance at the You game. will be in attendance. I think that's a prerequisite for producers of this show. Whenever you go to a Brewers game, whether it be here or on the road, it's always Adrian Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think Evan saw him like seven starts last year <laughs> in, in three different stadiums. Think about that. That's crazy. It is crazy. That's so, crazy. So, Hauser, uh, it'd be uh, dynamite to have the Brewers offense run away with one. Please. It would. It's, we're at one of those situations where, come on, the Hauser's going to keep you in the game. Go out and put up put up a snowman in the game and, and just run away. With I wouldn't it mind, take, uh, you know, getting up, jumping out of my seat, you know, a bunch of times tomorrow. A, night, a bunch so. of times. And you're going just as a fan, just, just as a fan, going to have yep. some drinks, watch a ball game. <clears throat> Good. Have some fun. Have some, have a bite to eat, have of some course, fun. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're putting a dent here in the month of June. Brewers need to uh, turn things around a little bit. It's not like they're, uh, doing crazy bad though right now, but six of seven, mm, that you got to stop that right Maybe now. Maybe I'll play a little Blondie before I go to the game. Maybe reverse the curse that I yes started earlier in the season. Ring, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Yes, 
Let's <laughs> let's try that tomorrow. On your way to the game, just jam that on your way in. People are going to be looking at me like, what is that guy playing? <laughs> it's your drive-in music. All right, that's going to do it for us for uh, Tim Shea. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night, and uh, despite the outcome, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.